Okay, here's the nursing process for patients receiving pharmacotherapy for type 2 diabetes. So during the assessment, it's the same as patients receiving insulin. Um, you're going to want to obtain a complete health history. This is going to include um, cardiovascular vision, skin, neurologic, renal and liver conditions, allergies, drug history, and possible drug interactions. You want to evaluate all your laboratory blood findings, including the complete blood count, electrolytes, lipid panel, liver, and renal function studies, glucose and glucolated, sorry, glucated hemoglobin, or HbA1c. You can acquire the results of a complete physical examination, including vital signs, height and weight, presence of parathesia of hands or feet, ulceration of lower extremities, and condition of skin and insulin receptor in, injection sites. You can scratch that if it's um, not insulin or if it's not being injected subcutaneously. Um, you want to obtain a dietary history, including types of foods, eating, eaten, caloric intake, number of meals and snacks, and fluid types. Um, you will also determine the knowledge of diabetic medications, adverse effects, self-administration, and blood glucose monitoring. Um, so there's potential diagnosis, nursing diagnosis. Um, they include deficient knowledge, ineffective health management, noncompliance, risk for unstable blood glucose level, risk for injury, risk for imbalanced nutrition, risk for infection. Then with your patient planning um, or planning your patient goals and expected outcomes, they would include the patient will experience therapeutic effects such as, you know, stable blood glucose levels, be free from or experience minimal adverse effects from drug therapy, verbalize an understanding of the drug's use, adverse effects, and require precautions, demonstrate an understanding of the lifestyle modifications necessary for successful maintenance of drug therapy. Then with the implementation, the interventions, and rationales, you want to monitor blood glucose at least daily. Daily glucose levels will assist in maintaining stable glucose. Um, and then with the patient education and discharge planning, you want to instruct the patient how to monitor blood glucose, including use of equipment, and when to notify the provider. You um, administer medication correctly at appropriate time, type of medication ordered, and value the patient's knowledge of proper administration. Most oral anti-diabetic medications are given at or around meal times. Maintaining levels of medication will assist in maintaining stable blood glucose levels. Um, you want to inform the patient or caregivers about correct administration, time for type of medication, order peak medication levels and proper food sources needed to prevent hyperglycemia and hypoglycemia. Provide written materials for future reference. And one thing that's really important, I don't know so much for um, the anti-diabetic drugs, but for insulin, you want to make sure that there is uh, dietary carbohydrates have to be in the blood when insulin's rejected. I mean, not rejected, injected. Otherwise, the drug will remove too much glucose and signs of hyper, hypoglycemia, including tachycardia, confusion, sweating, drowsiness will result. If it's not quickly treated, treated and becomes severe um, with glucose, convulsions, coma, and death can follow. It's really scary. Um, anyways, so... Um, Monitor signs of lactic acidosis of patients receiving a big uanide. Um, mitochondrial oxidation of lactic acid is inhibited and lactic acidosis may result. So it's only with the drug, with the, the class, pharmacologic class of big uanide, um, which would also be the prototype drug metformin, also known as Fortimet, glucophage, glumetza, and others can cause lactic acidosis, and it's potentially fatal. Um, 
So you want to instruct the patient to report signs of lactic acidosis, which are hyperventilation, muscle pain, fatigue, and increased sleeping to the healthcare provider. Um, you want to continue, continue to monitor periodic laboratory work, CBCs, electrolytes, glucose, HbA1c, lipid profile, liver, and renal function. Periodic monitoring assists in determining glucose control, need for medication changes, and any indicators of complications. These drugs are metabolized in the liver and may cause elevations in AST and LDH. You want to instruct the patient to, so for on sulfonylureas, um, immediately report any nausea, vomiting, yellow skin, pale or clay-colored stools, abdominal pain, or dark urine to the healthcare provider. Take bigrenides to immediately report any drowsiness, malaise, decreased respiratory rate, or general aches to the healthcare provider and about the need to keep laboratory appointments. You want to ensure dietary needs are met based on weight and current glucose levels. Avoid alcohol. Patients taking sulfonylurea or bigonides should avoid alcohol entirely to prevent an anti-abuse-like reaction. You want to advise the patient to monitor food choices and follow recommended diet plan, provide written materials and dietary recommendations for future reference. Abstain from alcohol and avoid liquid over-the-counter Medications which may contain alcohol. You think about that. Um, then interventions and rationales. Um, monitor for edema, blood pressure, and lung sounds in patients taking thiazolidions. These drugs may cause edema and worsening heart failure. God, when the effects of the drugs are almost worse than the benefits. Okay, instruct the patient to immediately report to the provider any signs of edema of the hands or feet, dyspnea, or excessive fatigue. Increase the frequency of blood glucose monitoring if the patient is experiencing fever, nausea, vomiting, or diarrhea. Um, also, illness may affect blood glucose levels and usually requires adjustments in medication. This is both with anti-diabetic um, anti drugs as well as insulin. Instruct patient to report first signs of fatigue, muscle weakness, and nausea. Discuss importance of adequate rest and healthy routines. Check for signs of hypoglycemia, usually around the time of insulin peak activity. If symptoms occur, provide a quick-acting carbohydrate source, juice, or simple sugar, and then recheck blood glucose. Using a simple sugar will raise blood sugar immediately. Also monitor carefully patients who are also taking beta blockers because early signs of hypoglycemia may not be apparent. You want to inform the patient of the signs and symptoms of hypoglycemia, such as hunger, irritability, and sweating. At first sign of hypoglycemia, check blood glucose and eat a simple sugar. If symptoms don't improve, call 911. If necessary, monitor blood glucose before breakfast and supper. Not to skip meals and to follow diets specified by the provider. Monitor weight. Oh, weighing at the same time every day each time. Weight changes uh, affect the amount of drug needed to control blood glucose. Instruct the patient to weigh self each week at the same time of day and report any significant loss or gain. It says here about 10 to 15 pounds. Encourage the patient to increase physical activity gradually, but continue to monitor blood glucose level before and after exercise. Exercise assists muscle cells to use glucose more efficiently, lowering blood glucose. Inform the patient about the benefit of exercise. To check blood glucose before and after exercise and to keep a simple sugar on his or her Person while exercising, eat some short form of simple sugar or complex carbohydrate before strenuous exercise as a prophylaxis against hypoglycemia. You want to monitor hypersensitivity and allergic reactions, such as, oh, 
cut. Anaphylactic reactions are possible. Advise the patient of the importance of immediately reporting symptoms such as skin rashes, itching, swelling of the tongue or face, flushing, dizziness, syncope, wheezing, throat tightness, or shortness of breath to the provider. Determine pregnancy status. Some oral anti-diabetic medications are Category C and must be stopped during pregnancy. Due to increasing the metabolic needs of pregnancy, insulin therapy may also be needed. Advise female patients of childbearing age to inform the provider if pregnancy is suspected.